Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Another loss for the environmental left. This is a big win in court today. And by the way, Biden says there's nothing to it. His latest comments on handling the global crisis, there's nothing to it. Says the guy who's on the beach all the time, because that's really that beach mindset, right? Hey man, don't worry. It's all good. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Thank you for being here on a busy, busy night. Before I begin, let me just say, you know, I had a great time last night in Montgomery County. Fantastic night. They're Montgomery County Republican Committee. They did a great job. And Christian Nascimento, the chairman, did a fantastic job. And I appreciate the invitation to speak there. Got to see my buddy Bob Asher, uh, the legend, the goat of Pennsylvania politics. So it was really nice to be up there, and uh, thank you for all the... I met great people, and a lot of wonderful people took a lot of pictures. The Zioli Army was very, very strong last night in Monco. And I even got a... I scored a bottle of bourbon last night, which I'm really, really happy about, too. It's not often I get a bottle of bourbon, but this was some good stuff. I'll tell you about that in just a minute. But first, let me go to Nate Benefield. Nate is the Senior Vice President of the Commonwealth Foundation. Nate, what's going on, my man? Big win today in court, huh? Yeah, absolutely a big a big win for uh, for taxpayers and families uh, avoiding a a big energy tax that would be coming down the pike. All right, so the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, Reggie, what is it? Yeah, so basically, what it you know the name sounds very complicated, but what it is is a lot of states put into this compact, um, joining in. Uh, Governor Wolf had tried to put Pennsylvania in, but what it comes down to is basically charging a tax on. Uh, carbon emissions, uh, which basically is taxing our energy producers um, in charge in Pennsylvania, uh, creating a slush fund. Um, the reality is that's it's a tax, um, that a tax will be passed on to consumers um, in, in order to create the spending program. Uh, and the court struck it down. This is saying that Governor uh, Wolf, the former governor, uh, cannot unilaterally create a tax on, on Pennsylvania families without uh, legislative approval. And that's uh, a great, great ruling from the Commonwealth Court uh, that came down. 
And, and, and this idea of a regional greenhouse gas initiative, I mean, this, this is another way that the left can fight natural gas, right, which is which is critical to Pennsylvania. Um, and it, it's powered by this very same mindset of the people that want to get rid of, well, really all the energy that actually works. Yeah, absolutely. That it was that it, the idea is that we're going to tax coal producers, we're going to tax natural gas, those things that work, create subsidies for, um, you know, solar and wind and other energy uh, things that are obviously a special interest. So like, hey, if we put this tax on, we can get some of the, the revenue. Um, one of the realities is uh, the states that have done this already, you know, so far largely aren't energy producing states, uh, whereas Pennsylvania is. And a lot of these states, you know, like, oh, we did this, you know, Reggie and our emissions went down. Uh, Pennsylvania ended up you know, producing more electricity to, you know, actually exporting electricity to the other states. Um, our emissions also went down because of the natural gas and better technology. Um, and so you know, this is not needed at all. But if you know, we put, impose this in Pennsylvania, uh, it would just be outsourcing our, our jobs to other states while driving up prices for uh, electricity prices for, for homeowners and, and businesses. Yeah, as uh, a buddy of mine who works in the energy industry uh, put it, it's a scam and it will also uh, it, it will cost people money. It's in, in no way, shape or form. Is it going to in any way help us save money? It, it, it's purely just another way. It's a, it's a racket. It's like a money laundering scheme, scamming energy consumers. And I think that for particularly the, this idea of a regional greenhouse gas initiative or these carbon capture scams, whatever these 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 things are, um, what what it's really designed to do is to just force the hand so that the marketplace will will have no choice but to go to all renewable energy and it's just another way of the government coming in here whether it's by banning gas cars or or taxing natural gas or taxing these doing this in a way to manipulate the marketplace because let's face it nate benefield we don't have a fair market when it comes to energy we have a, a government involved marketplace because people don't want what they're selling and that's the bottom line so this 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 regional greenhouse gas initiative nonsense uh, would have wound up hurting Pennsylvania, and and it's there's still a chance it, it could come back to life. But my question is, with the new governor now, since this was something that Tom Wolf did, where is Josh Shapiro on all this? Well, that is the two three billion dollar question, uh, Rich, because uh, Governor Shapiro on the campaign trail said, "Well, I have a lot of concerns about Reggie. I have concerns about the." cost it will impose on, on consumers and families, um, but kind of took a neutral ground on that. Um, since the ruling has come down, he's still been kind of middle of the road, not trying to offend anyone. So we're going to take a look at the ruling and decide uh, later, uh, you know, and decide in a few weeks what to do and whether to appeal it or, or not to, um, you know, at this point, he's, he's got to stop being on the you know campaign trail, stop campaigning, trying to please everyone. He's got to govern and make decisions on things like this. Uh, hopefully he sticks to the things that's on the campaign trail, realizing this is bad policy. Uh, he also said he wanted to work with the legislature. Um, the legislature overwhelmingly voted to reject Reggie. Um, they actually passed a resolution to block this, this tax. Um, Governor Wolf at that time vetoed the resolution, and uh, they didn't have quite enough votes. They were just one or two votes short of being being able to override his veto. Um, but clearly the legislature does not want this in place. It was unilaterally opposed by Governor Wolf. Uh, if Governor Shapiro sticks to what he campaigned on, uh, he should let us let us die and, uh, and and go into oblivion. But uh, he really has not taken a, a position on, on what he's going to do next. 
Well, this is a great point, right? Because this is this is where Josh Shapiro has to ask a question, which is, is the governor of Pennsylvania actually focused on what's good for Pennsylvania or is he looking at a presidential career? Because if he's looking at what's good for the state that he's the governor of, he will not let Reggie come back. But if he wants to run for president someday, and it certainly sounds to me like he does, much like how he's flipped on school choice, he's going to flip on this, too, because there's no way to make it out of a Democrat primary for president of the United States if you oppose the regional greenhouse gas initiative or any other initiative to knock down natural gas. Because let's face it, Nate Benefield, a Commonwealth Foundation senior vice president, as we've talked about so many times, Pennsylvania has the opportunity to be the natural gas exporter to the world a liquefied natural gas exporter to the world. And we can stop making people like Vladimir Putin rich and we can we can we can get rich off of this and we can do these things. But you're not going to become the Democrat nominee for president of the United States if you are pro natural gas. However, you will be a very popular governor of Pennsylvania if you're pro natural gas. This is the great conundrum that I think Governor Josh Shapiro faces right now. Yeah, and I'll add to that conundrum that he he certainly, you know, has you know, the environmental left that he wants to keep, keep happy. Um, but he also has uh, the construction trades um, he wants to keep happy. They've been big supporters. Um, one of the plaintiffs in this lawsuit was the, the construction trades because they work in the energy sector. They have, that's where their jobs are. Uh, and Reggie uh, would have devastated some of their, their jobs, these unionized jobs. And, and so the labor leaders um, were, have been against Reggie. So uh, Governor Spiro has to kind of politically choose between not only what's good for Pennsylvania, but between two of his uh, political supporters and campaign supporters um, going forward and whether to appeal this. Um, and of course, you know, this, if he appeals it, it goes to the Supreme Court, uh, state Supreme Court. I'm sure as you were well aware, there's an election coming up on, on that. So, you know, what the future Supreme Court might do on this issue um, almost hinges on what, what the outcome is uh, of the election next Tuesday. Very good point, which is why I've been out there saying everybody needs to vote for Judge Carolyn Carluccio. This is an important point. Obviously, I would never ask her about that because she may have to rule on it one day as a Supreme Court justice. But that that part of it is is a is, is a piece that people should think about. You know, if you if you want to continue this war on natural gas, if you want to continue the 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 left's green agenda here, if you want to pay more in your utility bills, if you want all these things. Then, then if the Democrats try to bring back Reggie, you got to think about that. And th- this is why, again, this election on Tuesday matters. It's it, it's not getting the, the attention it needs because you go, oh, Supreme Court, uh, why does that really matter? But you just made an excellent point there. People should really think about that. Yeah, absolutely. This is this, you know, it is a, an election in the Supreme Court. Elections don't tend to have high turnout. But it really does affect people's lives, and, and especially when you have had, in, as in Pennsylvania, um, an executive branch that tries to run past the legislature, uh, things go to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court makes these decisions. And, you know, the outcome of, of the Supreme Court election could decide whether your electric bill is going to skyrocket if this Reggie is allowed to, to continue. So uh, it's, a, it's a crucial election. I think, uh, you know, a lot of voters are aware, but a lot of voters still, still not have not made up their minds. Uh, I think this is a... You know, warning sign. These are the types of things that do come to our state Supreme Court uh, and and, uh, are important uh, for voters to be very, very keenly aware of. Nate Benefield, Senior Vice President of the Commonwealth Foundation. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You bet. The Rich Cioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, We have some breaking news. The House has passed the bill to give aid to Israel, and they actually found cuts to pay for it. However, it has been announced that it is dead on arrival in the United States Senate. The Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer 
has come out and said it is dead on arrival. Uh, They will not even take it up. Why? Because it only has funding for Israel backed by actual specific cuts. So, A, they don't like cuts to anything. They just want to spend money. And then, B, it does not include money for uh, for funding for Gaza relief, which is really money to go to Hamas. Let's face it. And then it does not include more money for Ukraine. So the standalone funding for Israel paid for with cuts to the IRS. Now, look, whether or not you think we should be giving money to Israel or not, and, and it's a fair debate. I mean, you could love Israel and you could love them as their ally, but you, you may be steadfastly opposed to sending any money overseas. Fair enough. It's a, it's a good debate to have, and Congress needs to have those kind of debates. But I will say this, regardless of that stance, because, you know, there's I, I think that the fact that they found a way to pay for it shows you that at least the mindset is changing. You know, it's like, all right, we're going to stand by Israel, our strongest ally. They need money to help repair the Iron Dome. We're going to give it to them. I hope it's a loan from my perspective. I, I hope that this is something that uh, Israel will pay us back one day. I don't mind giving the, the loan. I think that that's okay. I mean, but they found a way to pay for it by cutting Biden's expanse, uh, expansive powers of the Internal Revenue Service to go after you and you and you for all your little babysitting accounts and what you make on Etsy. And if you anything, $600 or more, 87,000 new IRS agents and lawyers and all these other people. Well, that's how they found the money to pay for the Israeli aid. So there you go. And as far as a ceasefire goes, the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, has come out and said, many of my colleagues have called for a ceasefire. Let me be clear. There was a ceasefire before the October 7th attack on Israel. We must pass aid to Israel now. Inaction is not an option. The one thing I will say is that it's and I said this at the start of the show today. It's phenomenal to me. Uh, not phenomenal, but it's it's mind blowing to me that everything about Biden's corruption is proven when he's up there. St- well, not him. The White the White House is demanding a ceasefire by Israel. They're demanding this. They're saying there must be a ceasefire. We want to pause on this. We want to pause. At the very same time, they're saying that they are not saying a damn word about Ukraine, even though the far right Time magazine came out with a piece slamming. Zelensky, near Time Magazine, Time Magazine, this very same Time Magazine that named him Man of the Year. They came out and they, or person, person, excuse me, person of the year. I, whoa, whoa, I, ding me for that right there. Damn. <laughs> Where's Castro's bastard love child when you need him to remind everybody it's humankind? Humankind. Not the official stance of the Rich Zioli show. That it's not humankind? Correct. It would be person kind because human still has man in it. No, that uh, Justin Trudeau is related to Fidel Castro. We here at the Zioli show believe he is the son of Pierre Trudeau. We don't we don't we We. anything. We do. We. We. Who's we? Legally, we, uh, the Zioli show. Who's we, Kimosabi? The Zioli show is a collective unit. (laughs) <laughs> believes that Justin Trudeau is the son of Pierre. By the way, doesn't it say anything that the fact that the Zioli show might be a collective unit, but the guy with the name doesn't agree with you <laughs> on your take on this, by the way? I'm just saying, for the record. By the way, I, you know what was a controversial uh, point last night that I've... I, I don't, the thing in radio that I've done this now for a long time, but the, the one thing that continues to be the most controversial part of this show 
the Zioli show in particular. And it's amazing, right? I'll talk about a lot of different things that people disagree with me on things. But the thing that that people have the most passionate opinion on concerning this program, Matt DeSantis's laugh. <laughs> oh. And it came up last night, as a matter of fact. Oh. Oh, yeah. Now, in fact, you had, I was asking, because somebody brought it up and they said, what's with the guy's laugh? Is that real laugh? I said, yeah, it's his real laugh. He doesn't fake it. At least not when it comes to laughing. <laughs> and um, I pulled a couple of the, the Zioli Army calendar women who were there, uh, Valerie and Jen, and they both said they liked the laugh. But a couple other people, they, they were like, I don't know what the, it's, it is amazing how controversial a laugh can be. But then somebody else said it's essential. Because you got to break it up a little bit. The steam, it's like, it's like a pressure relief valve. You know what I mean? I had no idea this debate was going on. Yeah. It's raging. There was a debate over this. Isn't that something? What was the final outcome? Are we pro-laugh or, or are we anti-laugh? That's a great question. I don't know. Like, should Greg kill my mic? Uh, well, but Greg laughs on the morning show. Oh, that's true. Not as much as he did when I was the host, but he still laughs a lot. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh Anyway, so it's just funny, the, the stuff that people talk about, right? That's something. Maybe it should be a poll. I mean, take, I, do we, we don't want to ask a question. There's an old saying. I'm not a lawyer, but I learned this from one of my uh, scumbag lawyer friends. Never ask a question that you don't want an answer to or you don't know the answer to. You know what I mean? Do we really want the answer? No. I, I don't know. I kind of do, yeah. I would want the answer if it was positive. Exactly. If it were negative, okay. I don't want to know. See, that, and that's for you, yeah. Me, personally, who's it's not my laugh. I'm curious. Yeah. Somebody did say that you, Henry, sound exactly like, um, oh, who do they say now? Well, hopefully someone good. <laughs> this, this could go a lot of well, ways. I doubt that. I'm sure it's insulting. I can't remember now. I'm losing my freaking mind. Can we just assume it was insulting? It was actually a compliment. Oh, wow. All right, good. Yeah, it was actually, they said, yeah, now I can't think of whose voice it was. They said, you sound just like this person. He does have a good radio voice. And he does, right? Hello. You're listening to 1210 WPHT. 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 <laughs> WPHT. Listen to this, this jackass on Twitter. This guy... Uh, times yours. So he sends me a tweet. He says, what you're talking about is exactly what the Republicans did in the wake of 9-11. You are so effing dumb. And I wrote back and I said, wow, a lefty insulting someone's intelligence. That's a new one. And then he writes back and says, good response. Maybe address the issue. Also, the point about the media forgetting about a story when they're wrong is basically the format of your show. Have fun with your legacy. Uh, you know what I, I told Republicans last night at the dinner? I actually said, Republicans own the creation of the deep state because after 9-11, they went all in on beefing up powers of the government. And now we are the terrorists. So I said, as Republicans, you got to own that. But don't I. But if you start the conversation by telling me that I'm effing dumb, you're, you're not exactly starting the conversation where we're going to actually like talk about something. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a great jumping off point for a civil conversation. Right. Uh, Sid says, my wife, Sarah, hates Matt DeSantis' laugh. Oh, thanks, Sarah. Sharon says, I think Matt's laugh is cute. Thank you. Greater Chris says, laugh away, Matt. I said so. All right, so there's a couple responses right now to uh, to Matt's laugh. I don't know. I mean, again, this is the most controversial thing in radio. So people hate, a lot of people hate Greg Stocker's laugh, too. So 
do that. <laughs> I had no idea so much attention was being paid to a laugh. I asked my agent about that one time. She said, yeah, and it, 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 it's one of the more controversial things about conservative talk radio. A lot of people don't like laughter. But the thing about it is I don't try to go for laughs. Sometimes I just say something that makes you laugh. And then the question is, should your mic be on for it or not? I kind of I kind of think it should. What, yeah, what do I, mean, I know? It's about? not like anyone's in here forcing me to laugh at, at these jokes. Yeah, Matt doesn't have anything in his contract that says he must laugh at four jokes an hour <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? There's nothing like that in there whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Stalker's not in here with like a cattle prod, like start laughing. That was a joke. No, I don't even have to talk to them if I don't want to. Some days I don't. Yeah. It's, it's, we just, we, we don't plan it's, anything. We don't do anything. Work. There's no format, right? Yeah. You show up to work. That's the beauty of the show. Yeah. There's no format. There's nothing. And that, somebody asked me the other day, they said, you don't, uh, they go, they, they go, sometimes you don't talk to Matt or Henry. I said, yeah. And they go, why not? I said, because I have nothing to say to them or I'm talking about something that they don't want to talk about or I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about like 75% of the time. Right. So I don't, I don't, I can't jump in. That's usually because Henry's in here ranting about something nonsensical. Well, that's fairness. true. That, yeah, that, that and then that's comes the other out. part. You guys are having your own sideshow <laughs> in there, in the literally a sideshow in the in the producer's studio. I'm not participating. I'm usually being talked to. I'm listening to your show. I'm typing up like podcast descriptions and show recaps for Stalker. Uh, so, and then I've also got Henry screaming yeah. in my ear about some injustice in his <laughs> fantasy football league that I don't care about. <laughs> If it's a slow day, I, I won't stop talking. Uh, Lebo says, when Matt is giggling uncontrollably, it's incredibly funny, and you can't help but laugh with him. Oh, there you go. It sounds like the laughter laughter is uh, is more popular than not. I think I think laughter is winning the day here today. David Hartline gave me a bottle of uh, excellent bourbon last night. I'll tell you, it's that Iron Soldier bourbon. Uh, Iron Soldier small batch bourbon. This is they made uh, this this bottle is really cool, and I think. I'm not. So the story about this, it was crafted by U.S. Army Green Berets who answered America's call of duty after 9-11. And it's a great bourbon. I didn't have any last night when I got home because I got home too late from the event. But I'm going to crack that baby open on the drive home tonight. I mean, I mean, mean, as soon as I get home from the drive home. Yeah, yeah, seriously, dude. Whoa. Well, it's in the car still, but I'm (laughs) not doing yourself any favors here. Let me let me just, you know, clarify that for anyone. All right, we got. I got to take a break. I'm way over, but I got more to talk about, including uh, the latest on the funding for Israel and the fact that it is now dead on arrival. Um, I'm glad. I really am. I'm. I'm. I'm very happy that the Republicans at least found the money. You can disagree with whether or not it should go overseas. That's a fair debate to have. It is nothing with no disrespect to Israel whatsoever. It's just a fair debate to have. But at least they found the money for it, which I admire. I applaud that effort. Uh, But it's dead in arrival because it includes cuts to the IRS and it does not have the funding for Ukraine. But Joe Biden's corruption is you can prove it because they're telling Israel to have a ceasefire. Israel can do whatever the hell it wants. The United States of America has no right to tell Israel what to do. Israel can go in there and wipe out Hamas and do whatever it wants to do. It's a sovereign nation. Go fight. We don't say the same to Ukraine. We don't say a damn word to Zelensky. We just keep writing them checks, even though the Time magazine profile that was very, very harsh on him today by his closest advisors, all say that Zelensky's nuts. He's got this idea in his head that they're winning. They're not winning this war. They're not going to win this war. And this is Time Magazine writing this. And yet the United States of America, we don't tell Ukraine, hey, listen, you want more money, you better sit down at the table and negotiate with Russia. We, we, we better have a summit here. 
Nope, nothing. They keep getting whatever they want. No questions asked. Planes, tanks, uh, those uh, those bombs, the, the, the what are they called? The um, uh, those bombs, the cluster bombs, whatever they want. They get whatever they want. And we ask no questions. And that's because Ukraine has the receipts on Joe Biden's corruption. Israel does not. And that's the difference. That's the difference right there. Just so you know, 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Dr. Mike Venaria, great friend of mine, great friend of the show. And on November the 11th, which is Veterans Day this year, Dr. Mike is having his annual Veterans Day breakfast to say thank you to all the people who served our country. And he's also inviting you to join us for this wonderful breakfast where you'll get free food and there's a community shredding event going on. And uh, you can even see the office. It's a Really great place. It's in Cinnamons in New Jersey. His other office location is in Woodbury, New Jersey. And both locations are right over the bridge. So easy to get to from wherever you are. And it's worth the trip because when it comes to your smile, remember, you only have one smile. So you want to trust it to the best. You trust it to the expert. And that's Dr. Mike Venaria. He has been delivering results that surpass expectations. And it's made him a top dentist in New Jersey for 10 consecutive years. And he has one of the most respected reputations among his peers as a master of dental implants. So you have a choice. When it comes to your dental care, you will get an amazing experience with Dr. Mike Venaria. His team is great. The people are wonderful. Great music playing in the office. And he's a great conversationalist too. Pediatric, general, cosmetic dentistry, pain-free root canal treatment if necessary. But his specialty, what really sets him apart from all the other dentists out there, including especially those chain dental offices, is those complicated dental implants. So if you've had a consultation somewhere, get a free second opinion to see Dr. Mike. Before you do anything that that is a big invasive dental procedure, go see Dr. Mike Venaria for a free estimate. Please, it's worth it. 856-786-2020. 856-786-2020. Or visit VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A, VenariaDental.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All righty. So, 
The question is um, regarding the funding for Israel and the question that the Republicans have said we want cuts to the IRS. Chuck Schumer has said, no, the bill's dead on arrival because we don't want any IRS cuts. The question is, if they take out the IRS cuts and they just give aid to Israel, would Chuck Schumer go along with it? Because it doesn't have funding for Ukraine and for Gaza and the, the so-called humanitarian aid. And I, I don't know the answer to that because the, I, I think that uh, an up or down vote on Israel might pass. But I think that part of the new speaker's idea is that if we're going to do something like this, we've we got to find a way to pay for it. So it's so it's budget neutral, even though even though, listen, even though people turn around and say the, the cuts to the IRS don't add up or whatever. Is it is it really that the fact is that the Democrats don't want to see cuts to the IRS? Well, a yes, they do. They don't want to see cuts. There's no question about it. They love the IRS. They love the power of the IRS. They love the IRS can go after you at any point. But B, they also want to make sure there's more funding for Ukraine because it's what the White House wants. The White House wants funding for Ukraine. Because again, you, Biden is and, – and look, Ron DeSantis just came out a short time ago and tells MSNBC he supports sending more military aid to Ukraine to bring the conflict to a conclusion. So you got a lot of Republicans who want to see more money for Ukraine. Bottom line, I am not one of those people. I have had it. I'm done. And I think that the Israel issue is different because as I see it, this is not money that I, money for the Iron Dome, as I understand it here, is money that will eventually come back to the United States of America. I don't see the Ukraine money ever. I don't see a dollar of that ever coming back to the United States of America. So I think they're two distinct issues. Now, if you have a, a broad point about saying, I don't want American dollars going overseas, I completely get that. I, 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 I get it. I do. You could make the argument, though, for the short time, if our ally needs it, that's fine. But we got to find a way to pay for it without more debt. And that's the argument that the Republicans have pushed forward here. And it's a legitimate, legitimate argument. But it doesn't matter because the Democrats, they don't want to see any cuts and they want everything tied to Ukraine and they want a massive spending bill. This is Representative Goldman. This is Daniel Goldman. He was on with CNN. And he is not happy that this does not include Ukraine. And he's not happy that they want to turn around and make cuts to the IRS. Cut six. Well, this new speaker is not starting off on a good note. This is an incredibly cynical political bill designed to score political points at the expense of our Democratic ally, Israel, and to condition um, precedents or, or to condition offsets or anything on emergency funding for Israel or any other country is unprecedented. And we will not allow them to use Israel as a political cudgel. You mentioned, Anderson, that I was there. This may be politics for the Republican Party, but this is very personal for me and Jews all around the world. Israel is the only Jewish country. And we are still reeling from the impacts of the horrific terrorist attacks 26 days ago. Okay, so then, so then, if that's the case, then why don't you go along with the the cuts to Israel? I mean, the cuts to the IRS. Why don't you go along with them taking out Ukraine funding? Why don't you go along with them taking out Gaza funding and vote for it? See, you, you, what really what the Republicans are doing here, in my opinion, is they're calling their bluff. Is what they're doing. They're calling their bluff, and they're showing everybody how 
Israel is really not that important to Democrats. It's smart political strategy. And think about it. Step back from it for a second here. You know the bill's not going to pass. It's not going to pass the Senate. Chuck Schumer said so, but it passed the House anyway. So what you do by doing that is you say, as Republicans, we stand with Israel. And you make Democrats the bad guy who vote no on standing with Israel. So you have a couple different things to think about. On the one hand, you have the philosophical debate, should we be helping our dear friend Israel when they need it? It's a debate to have. Second is, should we ever be sending money overseas? Debate to have. But behind all that is a question that the average person thinks of, which is, why does the Democrat Party hate Israel so much? Here you have the Republicans passing a bill to give Israel $14 billion, I think, and they found the money for it. They found the cuts. Democrats vote no. So all the American Jews out there have to ask themselves a question. Why do you keep voting Democrat? The Republican Party is standing with Israel in the time that Israel needs it, and the Democrat Party is saying no. And you see, I think that there are probably Republicans in the caucus who don't want to send money overseas. And it's nothing against Israel. They love Israel. They want to, but they just they don't want to do it. They don't philosophically believe in it. But they voted for this because they know that the white A, it's never going through the Senate, and B, the president's never going to sign it. And what it does is it points out to everybody that Democrats don't stand with Israel at this moment. And what also helps is the fact you've got a lot of Democrat whack jobs out there who are all screaming and screaming about how much they hate Israel. And you got college kids out there saying all these things as well. So it's actually a brilliant Machiavellian strategic move if you think about it. You get to show the world and America that the Republican House stands with Israel. The Democrats kill the funding for the Israeli bill and say, we choose the IRS over Israel. We choose the IRS over Israel. I mean, it's, you know, from a, from a political checkmate right there, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm impressed. I'm impressed, actually. It's a smart move because what that guy says here in this whole thing, cynical aid package, that's the case, buddy. Then just vote for it. You stand with Israel. You love Israel. But, 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 but leave all your other concerns aside and just vote yes. Everybody has a concern when it comes to things like this. For conservatives and libertarians, the question is, should American money be used in overseas? For conservatives and libertarians, it's, is this a loan or is this aid? For conservatives, I mean, everybody has a legitimate concern, but you're unwilling to put yours aside, even though you love Israel, you say, because you're upset that they're cutting the IRS and they're not giving money to Ukraine. So you're choosing the IRS over Israel. And I think that could be the slogan. You know what, Matt DeSantis, title the, uh, the, that segment that. Democrats choose IRS over Israel. Democrats stand with the IRS over Israel. I, we got to phrase it correctly. What should the phrasing be? I like the Democrats choose IRS over Israel. I like, you like that? Yeah. Henry, you like that or do you like Democrats stand with IRS over Israel? Mm, stand with IRS. That makes it sound like they're like rallying around them. Yeah. Kind of like that. It's, it's more powerful verbiage there. So you like you like stand with stand with yeah we stand with the IRS, but over Israel over Israel does that yeah. it, grammatically does that work? This is a Zioli show behind the scenes. This is the stuff that we never ever talk <laughs> about. Literally never. I think so. Right? Why would that not work? Say it again. All right, say it again, Henry. <laughs> oh shoot! Um, <laughs> got it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we stand with the IRS over Israel. 
Yeah, I think I choose. Like yeah, I think choose choose IRS over Israel sounds a little better, right? Yeah. All right, I'm going with that. You going with that? No, that just sounds like The Bachelor to me. Who's getting the final rose here? Ah, uh, I love it. I love it. Um, all right. Well, what do I got to do here? NJ Diet. NJDiet.com. Yes, 40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds. Guaranteed. Guaranteed weight loss in 20 to 40 plus pounds of weight. Fat shed off your body in 40 days time. Isn't that a great thing? Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful thing? You can lose weight and feel good. No shots, no hormones, no prepackaged food, no surgery. NJ Diet works. And the reason why it works is because, let's face it, your biochemistry, your body is different from everybody else's. So it's got to be about you. That's why they use your hair, your saliva, and blood work, along with scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat-burning zone so you could finally lose that weight. Then, NJ Diet uses DNA info to help you keep the weight off. Best of all, it's contractually guaranteed. You are fully supervised the entire time to make sure you're burning fat and not just losing water. Get the doctor's personal email and phone number. No shots, no hormones, no surgery. Holidays right around the corner. Everybody's going to start bulking up, trying to hide it under ugly Christmas sweaters. You will be looking and feeling your absolute best. Now is the time. Get started today. Call 855-5NJ-DIET. Locations close by. King of Prussia, Newark, Delaware, and Cherry Hill, New Jersey. 855-5NJ-DIET or live online video consultations at njdiet.com. 40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds with njdiet.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Yeah, I think the uh, Republicans might have pulled an ultimate uh, Machiavellian move here. By passing $14 billion in aid to Israel and tying it to cuts to the IRS, no funding for Ukraine and no humanitarian aid for Gaza, they have now forced the Democrats' hand. And the Democrats are already saying the bill's dead in arrival. So Republicans are standing with Israel and the Democrats are standing with the IRS because they don't want the IRS cuts. It's a brilliant move, actually. It's a brilliant move. Republicans say we're going to stand with our closest ally, Israel. Here's money to help you rebuild the Iron Dome. And we got the money paid for with cuts to the IRS, and we're good. And then the Democrats turn around and say, no. It forces their hand. It forces Democrats now to the... And this is what... My opinion is, if you are of Jewish faith, and you vote Democrat, you have to ask yourself then, why are they choosing to stand with the IRS and not Israel? Why are Democrats choosing to stand with the IRS over Israel? Why? The other layer of this, of course, is in addition to the fact that the Democrats love the IRS because it's part of their weaponization of government, where they can go after you now for making 600 bucks. You make something online and you sell it or you babysit or something. 600 bucks, the IRS can target you now. And they love that kind of power. They love to be able to watch every dollar you make. Oh, they love it. But then the other factor is the Ukraine piece of this, too. See, I don't think an up or down vote on Ukraine survives. I really don't. I don't think it does. At this point, with this speaker, with conservatives now speaking out, with this Time magazine article that came out on Zelensky that basically says the guy's delusional, they are losing this war. The war is basically over at this point. I don't think, I don't think an up or down vote in Ukraine funding passes. And I think that the only way 
that it does is if you tie it to aid with Israel, which is why that's what that's exactly what Joe Biden's pushing. And the reason why Joe Biden is pushing that is because Ukraine has the receipts and the guy is corrupt and he has to keep funding this war because the truth will come out. Otherwise, you know it and I know it. Bottom line. That's the bottom line here. So I applaud the Republicans. I applaud the Republicans for outsmarting the Democrats for once. It's a brilliant Machiavellian move. I don't know really if Israel will ever get any aid, but at least now we can turn around and we can say that the Republicans stand with Israel, the Democrats stand with the IRS. 12 House Democrats voted for the bill. Did Representative Goldman, is he one of them, Matt? Daniel Goldman? Uh, It doesn't look like it. No. no, so Goldman, as much as he says he's Jewish and he loves Israel, he still chose to vote no, and he chose to stand with the IRS. It's actually a pretty brilliant, brilliant Machiavellian maneuver here. Here's uh, students from the University of Pennsylvania referring to Hamas terrorists as freedom fighters and calling the October 7th attack glorious, joyful, and powerful. This video was posted by the Philly-Palestine Coalition on TikTok. Take a listen. A friend uh, from back home recently reminded me of something which I would like to share with all of you. Do you guys remember the photo of the kids and men laughing and smiling as they sat on top of the Israeli military jeep captured by our freedom fighters? Yes! Do you remember that picture? Yes! How about the photos of the bulldozer breaking through the deadly border? Do you remember that picture? Yes! And the several other joyful and powerful images which came from the glorious October 7th? Yes! I want you to picture those in your mind. I want you all to remember how you felt when you saw those images and heard the news. I remember feeling so empowered and happy, so confident that victory was near and so tangible. She should run for Congress. I want all of you to hold that feeling in your hearts. Never let go of it. Channel it through every action you take. Bring it to the streets. Yes! Go down to the streets every day and don't ever let them feel that you quietly accept this genocide. Free, free Palestine! Free, free Palestine! All right, that's enough of that whack job. All right, so here are the Democrats who voted in favor of it. Josh Gottheimer of New Jersey, which does not surprise me. Gottheimer is in a district uh, in North Jersey. CD5, that is a very more, he could lose that seat in a general election. It used to be Scott Garrett's old seat when I was his district director years ago. Uh, Wasserman Schultz voted for it. I uh, see some other big names here that you might know. Um, that's it. No Democrats from New Jersey or Pennsylvania. Except, well, Gottheimer, but no other Democrats from New Jersey or Pennsylvania voted for the aid to Israel, if I'm seeing that correctly. Which means that they are choosing to stand with the IRS over Israel. Now, as you would expect, two Republicans voted against it. Tom Massey, who does not believe in sending American money overseas, and he's steadfast in that. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has the same opinion. Totally understandable. I, I get it. Believe me. I get it. Like I said, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good debate to have. But I think the bill passed. They know it's dead on arrival. And they've just forced the Democrats to stand with the IRS over Israel. A pretty smart move. Pretty smart move. 
well done. It's very rare that the Republicans, it's a long time since the Republicans have outplayed, outmaneuvered the Democrats, even though it's one day, we'll, we'll take it. Have a great rest of your night tonight. The great one, Mark Levin, is up next. Back with you tomorrow for our special Friday edition. Let's keep the, uh, the dummy Maisie Hirono on the cut sheet for tomorrow, Matt DeSantis. We'll definitely need that one. No question about it. Have a great rest of your night on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Thank you. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.